0: This scene may look familiar. Pedestrians, cars, and carriages share the small town road. Let's take a look at that horse pulling the carriage. It never blinks. Its eyes stare straight ahead. When it moves, the leg raises and lowers, pushing forward in a perfunctory manner. The legs have the shape of a horse, but give no indication of muscles moving beneath flesh. Completely lifeless. It's an automaton. You see, the horse has been extinct for almost 600 years. The Black Death ravaged Europe and Asia, man and equine alike. Humanity managed to bounce back, but our horse friends never managed to. The loss of the horse would have been a huge setback for the advancement of the human race. This was the kind of setback that would spark innovation, the first industrial revolution. This led to the invention of the basic combustion engine and the rise of the automaton. People create mechanical work beasts in the guise of horses. Surprisingly, such a schism in human history led to very little deviation between our timeline and this one. There are minor changes, such as historical figures may have had one extra or one fewer child than our timeline. Yeah, maybe something was invented a few years early, but the similarities are remarkable. Let's go back to present day, 1920. Something sinister lurks in the shadows. Let's zoom in on this broad picture. Let's go to Boston. A young man of a low class, attempting to have dressed his best, escorts a young woman to her dormitory. The two reek of alcohol, despite the fact that it's just a few years into Prohibition. I had an awful lot of fun tonight, Colleen, said the young man, looking at his feet. Me too, Efren. The young woman touched his arm. Do you think we can go to the dance hall again sometime? She smiled. I'd really like that. The two kissed cheeks and parted ways for the night. Efren was on cloud nine. He was going with the smartest and prettiest girl at Aldridge University. He couldn't wait to get home and to write to his brother about tonight. He would, Efren stopped that sound. It's something akin to growling, maybe gurgling even. It was so bizarre. Maybe someone is being attacked by a wild animal. He listened closer. Where was it coming from? Focus. Behind me, the bushes. Efren turned. He pushed his way through the hedges. There was the source of the inhuman sound. A young, pale, emaciated, dark-haired woman wearing no clothes. Uh, miss, are you okay? She turned to him, and their eyes locked. Her eyes were animalistic. They were the same eyes you see in a starved animal. Desperate. He hesitated a moment, then he ignored his instinct and approached her. She grabbed him and opened her mouth, wide, then wider, the skin and bones stretching much like one of those egg-eating snakes. He was completely mesmerized by what he saw. He made no attempt to run. The only thought going through his mind was, that's weird. Three days later, a train destined for Boston leaves from Chicago, stopping in New York City. On a nearly empty train car sits six strangers. All right, we should be live with the very first episode of the Dunwich and Dagon's Real Play 7th Edition Call of Cthulhu podcast. I'm going to uh, start by introducing everyone. Starting in the uh, upper left-hand corner, we have Adam. Hello. And then we're going to move on to Kyle. Howdy. And in our lower left-hand corner, we have Jackie and Nate.
1: Hi, I'm Jackie.
0: (laughs) Hello. This is the sound of Nate's voice. I thought that was Jackie's voice.
1: Wait, I thought that was my voice.
0: Oh, yeah. Everybody say your name so everybody knows what you sound like. (laughs) All at once? I'm kidding. I thought so. I also want to say I tricked all y'all motherfuckers. You thought we were here to do a Dungeons & Dragons Call Cthulhu podcast. We're actually here to do... The Airbud franchise movie podcast.
2: I quit. Bye.
0: So, we're going to start with the first Airbud movie and go all the way through Super Buddies. There's no rules that say dogs can't be superheroes.
2: I definitely quit. <laughs> I'll watch the first one.
0: What about Airbud Golden Retriever?
3: <laughs> Why not? I'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: There's a lot of Airbud movies. Are, are the Buddies canon? Nah, we're just goofing. So anyways, yeah, like I said, it's going to be less Lovecraftian, more BPRD. It's also not going to be totally historically accurate because this is an alternate timeline. So if we get anything wrong, don't complain to us because it is a alternate timeline. Things happen differently.
4: It's H.P. Lovecraft's version of our world.
0: And listen, audience, like, I want you to laugh with us. I want you to cry with us. But I also want y'all to be really horny. So, I'm promising this. There's going to be 80% more graphic sex in this podcast than any other podcast.
2: And kittens. I wasn't warned about lewd.
0: We're going to earn that explicit tag.
1: We're going to cover every demographic of audience.
0: No, nobody has to roleplay sex if they don't want to. I'll show you mine if you show me yours first. Adam, you can't show yours on Twitch. That'll get us banned. Nah, that's true. And don't solicit nudes from the audience. We don't want a scandal. Uh, I do want you guys to go around and uh, say who your character is and give a little bit background about your character so people can kind of get an idea of who you're playing and what feel you're going for from them. So, Adam, let's start with you.
4: Oh, gosh, the pressure. Oh, I'm standing in front of the class. Oh, no. My character's name is Bruce Thurston. He is the son of famous Howard Thurston, uh, which came out of the same era we were playing in. Uh, He was a famous magician. And this is his long prodigy son that he does not know about. And he is on this journey to unravel the mysteries of life that are presented in front of him. And he lives, he resides in Chicago at the moment. But let's see where that takes him.
0: Uh, Adam, I don't mean to call you on anything, but uh, in your backstory, it said you were raised by your father until he mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you said you never met him.
4: It's a okay <laughs> it's, it's multiple choice since i was a child i really don't didn't know my father
0: okay so you you like he was like a deadbeat magician dad i would not say deadbeat he supported me but he didn't support you emotionally yes okay all right and kyle who are you playing
2: well uh i am playing bobby houdini the son of famous magician harry houdini and i also reside in chicago I've never met my father because apparently we all have daddy issues here. And um, yeah, I I found out I was Herodity's son when I was in a foster home around 12 years old. Um, and ever since then, uh, I have become a great magician in spite of him. Because fuck him. Uh, we love to explicit language. Yeah, we're going to get that explicit tag. Yeah, we're earning that tag. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> okay. It, and then uh and I took on his last name in order to spite him more. I'm also a petty criminal and uh, my my buddy who I lived with until recently uh, has disappeared and I'm on a mission to find him.
0: All right, Jackie, who are you playing?
1: I am Claudette. Uh, my hobbies involve being very rich and very stingy. I also tend to talk to the dead. Uh, it's kind of my uh, career choice. Secondary life, I've traveled the world and I'm done with that. I am lazy and tired and I'm ornery.
4: Yawn.
0: Yawn. Wow, Adam.
4: No, she says she was tired. <laughs>
0: yeah, but Jesus. Oh, I thought you were like saying that was boring. <laughs>
1: No. Uh, some of my uh, hobbies and career choices involve uh, being on the talkies I have a very successful radio career and I enjoy to make sure that everyone around me is fully aware of my famous inner circles I um, have traveled all around the United States and all around Europe and honestly I'm just tired of being around
3: people
0: Nate, who are you playing?
3: Uh, hi there, fellas. My, na- my name's Mortimer King, and uh, I'm just, you know, an average guy, I guess. My dad's also big time, but I don't like to talk about him. Long story short, he sends me checks in the mail, and you know, they handle the rent. My hobbies include driving fast cars, uh, shooting target practice, uh, and traveling the world as well. Uh, I like to smoke cigars, and I like to drink, and I like to party, I like to have a good time. Uh, that's, that's about it for me, you know
0: Excellent, excellent Here's what we're gonna do I think we're gonna start with Claudette here You're uh, in the bathroom of your radio station You're standing over the toilet As uh, you've just been coughing blood into your hands And it drips from your mouth into the toilet And uh, you flush the toilet You watch the water turn pink You go back outside into the station Your manager is uh, standing there it's like, uh, Claudette, are you alright?
1: I'm fine, I'm fine. I'll be fine for the show. You,
0: you didn't you didn't catch cold while you were away, right?
1: Of course not. Listen to this See, ah, I'm fine.
0: Uh well, uh, you better get back out there. You're 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 about to go on, right right about now. It's you only got a few seconds before you go live.
1: Well then don't waste my time.
0: Oh Claudette, you never change. We always do that back and forth, Well, they won't they say my diane stuff, but Get out there, kid. So you go out into uh, your recording room. On your desk is a gift, but like you're feeling short on time. So you you don't open it and you start going live. And uh, it's the start of your radio show. You're taking calls, helping like doing like the medium consultant thing. You get your first caller.
1: Hello lass or genti, this is Claudette the Clairvoyant.
5: Claudette the Clairvoyant. Excellent, I was hoping to make it through tonight. You are psychic, correct?
1: Kind of in the title.
5: Uh, can you tell me what I'm thinking?
1: She uh, checks to make sure the line is clear and that money is rolling in. Um, of course I could tell you what you're thinking. I would know it better than what you would know you are thinking. I am thinking that you are haunted by three spirits. Not only that, but one of them appears to be sending negative energy my way. And uh, your last name has the letter F in it, but you are thinking tonight that you are glad that you made it through to the great, Claudette the Clairvoyant.
5: Ah, uh, that's very interesting. But I was thinking, how long it will take me to kill this man? And you hear like in the background, like. So tell me, Claudette, how long will it be before I kill this man?
1: Uh, Claudette looks over to her manager and gives him the cut symbol.
0: All your lines are lighting up right now. Like, like your manager looks super excited. and He's like, keep going, keep going. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I think it will take a long time.
5: He's waiting.
1: <laughs> She's um, hoping that someone is contacting the uh, police folk.
5: Claudette, the longer this takes the less impatient I'm growing. I'll tell you what, Claudette. You can save this man's life. Just tell me where he is located right
0: now.
1: She looks over to her manager for any uh, assistance.
0: He's, He's like, come on. He's like doing the rolling his fingers motion.
1: Well... My powers are not so exact. First I must psychically link with you before I can discover anyone else's position. I am going to say that he is in the United States. You're gonna to have to help me narrow that down as I search through thousands of faces.
0: I'm gonna need you to roll power. Yeah, roll power. A power?
1: I'm not entirely sure what my power is offhand. I rolled a forty. It's the first roll of the game. It always takes the longest, you know? Uh, And my power... So I rolled a 40, and my power is
0: 40. You feel like there are, like, these intrusive thoughts trying to find their way into your head, but, like, you're, like, forcing them out. Like, it's like there's somebody, like, trying to force their way into your consciousness. Claudette,
5: I will give you one week to find me. If you can find my location... And end my life, this man will be
0: spared. And then the line goes dead.
1: Well, last season, gents, that was a fun call from Claudette. But now let's go ahead and go on to a customer who has real needs. There are lots of deceased grandparents nowadays, especially with the influenza 20 years ago.
0: The rest of the year goes through pretty much the same, like like any other typical night. And it's the end of your shift. Your manager is waiting outside the sound room. He's like standing there like with like this really excited look on his face. He's just standing here waiting for you to say something.
1: I can't believe you didn't cut the line.
0: I know, Claudette. Like, I didn't cut the line, but we've never
5: gotten that many calls before. So, like, these are our best ratings yet. So here's what I'm thinking, Claudette. We we do know that that call came from Boston. So I think this is what we should do. We're going to turn this into, like, an investigative journalist piece. And we're willing to pay for you to go to Boston and try to, like, hunt down this guy. It's, it's going to be Bitclawed. I just see it. Your, your name's going to be in lights.
1: I do like lights.
5: Trust me, Colin. you're, you're going to be a star. And I, I believe, like, this, we'll air this during our prime time hour. So, like, it's not even going to be like these late night shows that you've been doing. You're going to be on 8 p.m. And you're going to tell us everything. You're going to give us a whole, whole exposition. What do you think of that, Claudette?
1: 8 p.m. is hula hoop Holly's hour. I'll take her hour. But I want her to become Holly at midnight. She doesn't sleep past 10.
5: Uh, that that, that's, that sounds perfect. we're gonna get you we'll get you on a train you're gonna get out there you're gonna you're gonna
0: you're gonna save this guy's life. you're gonna put this station on the map and then uh, they put you on the next train to Boston. There's no direct trains going to Boston this late at night so you're actually gonna have to go to um, from New York to Philadelphia. you're gonna go from the Philadelphia train is gonna go through New Jersey and then up back towards Boston. And we're going to now go to Bruce. You're sitting at home alone. You've been, like, avoiding, like, dark rooms. You've been avoiding mirrors. You start to, you're getting ready to, like, drowse off. And in the back of your mind, you hear, Bruce.
4: I wake up.
5: We have a pact,
0: Bruce. Tell me what you want to
5: know, and I will give you some of my power in exchange for your mortal soul.
4: I want to know why my father left me in being the piece of shit that he was. <laughs>
5: you want to know why your father left you?
4: Yes, it was really out of the blue and I had a feeling that something oddly and out of this world would cause,
0: you know, someone I looked up to to just disappear. Are you really giving into this this malevolent force? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you can increase your power by uh, 1d10. It is a three. It's a three? You gain three power. Mm, your father didn't leave you.
5: I ate his soul. He is my servant.
4: And uh, what caused him to become in this predicament?
5: Mm, playing with magics beyond a mortal's comprehension.
4: Yeah, he was pretty good at that. He always was dealing with his own demons, but I guess uh you
5: contacted me, so hi. Mm. I did not contact you. You've been looking into the arcane arts, Like father, like son.
0: (laughs) And then the phone rings, and the voice disappears entirely. I pick up the phone. Uh, is, is this, um, Bruce Thurston? That would be correct. Uh, this is, uh, Mr. McGonagall, and, uh, you've been inquiring about the... Grimoire, Key Solomon. Isn't that correct? Correct. Well, I have it on good authority that one of these copies of these books have just, uh, not not just a copy, like an original manuscript, made its way to Boston through the black market. Now, I don't know where it's located at. If this is a book is something you're trying to procure, then I think you're going to have to come to Boston and, uh... Do some searching for yourself.
4: Oh, well, uh, thanks for the arrow pointing direction, but, uh, Boston is a big city, so, uh, it would take a while, but I thanks for the leeway into this journey,
0: but... Look, you 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 got in touch with law services, so don't give me any attitude, mister. Now we're we're not doing the legwork for you. We we told you we we'd give you any leads we got, and this is what we got. If you want that book, you're gonna have to come to Boston and find it yourself.
4: I understand, and I will make a. Uh, I catch the next one out of Chicago.
0: You get on the next train out of uh, Boston. Uh, you're about to set foot on the train, and you see uh, another magician that you uh, know was working in the area, Bobby Houdini. And let's go to Bobby Houdini about... A little bit earlier that day, you're sitting in a you're sitting in a diner it's sitting across from you as your agent. And you've been just like listening to him talk. But the words have just been going one ear and out the other. You've just been kind of staring at like this symbol that was scrawled on a piece of paper in your uh, that was left behind by your roommate. It's like a uh, five star pentagram with a goat's face superimposed over it. And you just have been staring at the entire time he's like Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Are you listening to me, kid? What's the matter? Are you Earth to Bruce. What does it mean? I, I don't know what you're talking about. You called me here because you needed a job.
2: Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, give me. I need some money. I need. Uh, I need. I need to get. I need to get the cash. Cause I got some things I got to do. So. uh why don't you help me out do your job come on
0: well here's the thing bruce here's the thing nobody in chicago they're not gonna hire you kid people will think you're trying to rip off harry houdini's success and it's really it's really hurting your game people don't want to book you they think you're just some knockoff they think you're they think you are the, the the shoe the, the scum off the shoe of harry houdini's foot uh you gotta go out there and make a name for yourself so here's what we're gonna do there is a theater in boston that might be willing to hire a uh, no-name magician like yourself, but you gotta get a big act together. There's this other magician, and I have it on good authority, that he might be going to Boston soon. If you partner up with this guy, you guys can to form a, a two-magician act. I think you guys can make a name for yourself. His name is uh, Bruce
2: Thurston. Listen, listen, listen. I think this is a good idea. But you better watch out on who you're calling no-name. I have a name. My name is Houdini. Bobby Houdini. Listen to it, okay? I will go to Boston. Because like, I I go where the money goes. That's where Houdini goes. He goes where the money goes. But if you want to keep a job you will not call me a no name
0: look look I- i'm not calling you a no name you are great kid i love you Mwah. he kisses your forehead but here's the thing it's these other theaters like they're the ones calling you a no name i i'm just the me- messenger you don't shoot the messenger the messenger the messenger is here for you he's here for you he does what you want you want you want a patrami sandwich get this kid a patrami sandwich
2: i respect you i respect you thank you very much thank you thank you so where is this uh where is this bruce i believe i met him once or twice i think i might have seen some of his card tricks i think he might have stolen some i don't know but uh, where is he Well.
0: Like I said, I think he's going to go to Boston. What you're going to do, you're going to get on the tr- next train out of Boston. You're going to hook up with this uh, Thurston kid when you get there. He doesn't know you're coming, so that's on you. It's, it's up to you to convince him to do this.
2: I'll lay on the charms. Don't worry about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're charming, kid. I love you. Oh, I know you do. How's your grandmother doing?
2: I, I don't know my grandmother.
0: Oh, uh, well, this is awkward because I was going to say send him my love, but... Send it said to me instead. You be good, kid. You be good. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll send you the check. You, you set off and go to the next train t- out of Boston, and here we are standing on that train track. There's uh, Bobby Houdini and Bruce Thurston. Do you guys actually know each other?
2: In passing, I, I would say so. Not all magicians know each other, Billy.
0: I mean, they're both based in Chicago, <laughs> so you guys are standing across from each other. Do you guys interact with each other at all?
2: Hey, 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 hey Bruce. Where are you? Where are you heading? Are you heading to uh, heading to Boston? Yeah. Oh, me too. Kind of a. Uh touchy subject right
4: now well why i have to go there oh well why don't you tell me on the on the train i'm going with you all right well let's uh hop on and boston it is yeah we should talk
2: shop we should talk shop let's, ho- let's hook up
0: the train is going to go to new york and then uh you have to transfer from new york to uh a train going to philadelphia that will be taking you to through new jersey to boston uh what do you guys talk about on the train
2: ride there So, so, Bruce, Bruce, uh, you ever thought about collaborating with another
4: magician? It's not in my nature, but I think it would be one hell of a show
0: if we pulled this off.
2: Yeah, I think we should try it. I think, I think, I think we can make some good money. Money is where it's at. Is definitely where it's at. That was easy. All right.
0: (laughs) But it's
4: also, well, in my practice, to make it that the audience walks away, that that is believable. This is magic. Oh, yeah. The most important thing is to
2: make sure that they come out being fools.
4: Manner speaking, yeah, foolish, but.
2: My full philosophy is to fool them as much as I can.
4: There is, there is a magic beyond. Hopefully, we
2: will discover it someday. You know, I just hope you're not talking to me about Jesus right now.
0: <laughs> no. As you say Jesus, like you look and catching like the, uh, the, your reflection in the window, a uh, three headed figure standing behind you. The figure has a, uh, the head of a bull the head of a man, and the head of a ram.
2: I- What the fu- Yeah, turn around.
0: No, you don't- you, you don't- you don't You don't notice this. Only, uh, Bruce does. Oh, sorry. Jake? Do you turn around? Slowly? Slowly. There's nothing there when you turn around. You turn back and look at your reflection, and you don't see it anymore. And then the train takes off. All right, we are going to go to, uh, Mr. Mortimer King. You're lying in bed awake at night. There's, uh, the light shining through your windows periodically uh solid black figures pass in front of the windows completely blocking the light from coming in it's only like for like a second or two but then like it, then it happens again it just keeps happening if you listen closely you can hear murmuring in the room of uh, unintelligible whispers Who's there? I, I can hear you. And, and as you speak, the shadows stop moving, and it goes completely silent.
3: Uh, it's, it's just the moonlight. It's, it's just the moonlight playing tricks with my mind. I'm just tired.
0: And, like, as you uh, roll over to pretend that you don't hear anything, it starts again. And then you hear...
3: I sit up out of bed. Uh, who's there? Open the door, King! Whoa. Wh- who is it? T- tell me who you are, and I'll open the door.
0: Come on, King, open the door. I get up and open the door. And there is a uh, a young man kind of like wearing like a three-piece uh, three piece suit and like a trilby hat. It's like a kind of a shiny gray silver to it, and it's got a white shirt underneath. And like he's got like a, uh, a gold pocket watch hanging down. It's like, you're going to let me in, King? We're going to sit and have a nice drink. Do I know who this is? Uh you you have not seen this guy before.
3: Uh, are you going to introduce yourself before I invite you in?
0: King, I was sent on behalf of the family.
3: Oh, 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 c- come in, come in. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. Now,
0: w- what do you got to drink, King?
3: Uh m- most mostly bourbons. Uh I think I I've got some some tea.
0: Tea. I'll take a bourbon.
3: Yeah, okay. I think I'll take one too. <sighs>
0: you look spooked. <sighs> Everything all right?
3: No, I I'm fine. I'm fine now.
0: All right, all right.
3: I, didn't, I just didn't know.
0: I'll pour two glasses. <laughs> so, King, uh, how you doing?
3: Well, I'm good, I guess. You know, can't complain. How about you?
0: You doing well after we uh, bailed you out of that trouble a few years ago?
3: Well, yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> I don't, definitely.
0: Anyways, I'm here to offer you a business opportunity.
3: Well, okay, well, what kind of business opportunity are we talking here?
0: Well hasn't been a full year since uh, Prohibition has gone into uh, place. We're trying to uh, open up uh, some drinking establishments uh, in various places throughout the United States. I'm thinking that you want to finance one of these establishments for us.
3: I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe that's that's considered kind of risky, right? It's
0: considered risky, but, uh, so is, uh, saving your skin, if you know what I mean.
3: No, I get it. You don't have to keep bringing it up. I understand.
0: We need a foothold in Boston, and we think that you're the guy to do it. You're gonna go to Boston, you're gonna start a speakeasy, and we're gonna split the profits 50-50.
3: Oh, well, I mean, I don't know much about, like, starting up something like that. Uh, You know, I'm more on the receiving end, usually. Well,
0: you got the money, and that's all you need to know to start a business.
3: I I get what you're saying.
0: I'm sure there are a lot of uh, former tavern owners and bartenders out there that have plenty of experience in actually doing the day-to-day stuff. I just need you to front it and just keep an eye on it for us.
3: Well, you know, I really can't say no, to be fair. So, I I mean, I guess I'm going to have to. You kind of have me here.
0: Excellent, King, excellent. You're a good man. He, like, pats you on the back. Uh, this is to, uh, business partners.
3: <laughs> For business partners?
0: And he, like, uh, we clink glasses, and he's like, uh, <laughs> I'm Al, by the way.
3: Yeah, uh, okay. Nice to meet you, Al. I'm Mortimer, as you know.
0: Uh, you're gonna take the first train out of here, and you're gonna start this, uh, speakeasy as soon as possible. Capiche?
3: Yeah, okay. I don't need no trouble. I get it. Uh, we're good.
0: Oh, excellent, excellent. You, you, you're a y- good kid. Thanks. <laughs> How <are> your brothers? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then uh, it cuts to you uh, 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 on the train, and uh, sitting on an aisle across from you is uh, the famous Claudette the Clairvoyant.
3: Hello. I was gonna say, what I recognize her.
0: Everybody recognizes her voice. Yeah.
1: You probably recognize my voice.
0: I'm sure she's on a
3: poster. Hey, did anyone ever tell you you sound just like that uh, Claudette lady on the radio?
1: Hmm. Did anyone ever tell you? Your skin isn't that great.
3: That's. Well, lady, okay. Wow. (laughs) That's a bit (laughs) much.
1: Uh, she decides to soften her tone. Uh, she's being unrealistically mean today and she catches that uh, after seeing she actually really hurt someone's feelings. Well, I guess I can make your day better and let you know that yes I am Claudette the clairvoyant and I knew that you would know that.
3: Wow, that's incredible. It's true. What they say about you.
1: It's really true. Wow.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do you guys have any conversations on your uh, trip to Philadelphia? It's only going be like an hour train ride.
1: Um, I spend fifty-eight minutes of the hour telling him how great I am.
0: You spend fifty fifty-eight of the minutes telling him how great you are. And I assume you can't get a word in edgewise, Mortimer. Yeah. Uh,
3: uh yeah, uh, okay, yeah. It's all true.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um eventually the uh the train stops in Philadelphia and you guys have to transfer. And when you go to transfer, uh you guys Get on the same train.
1: Oh, I I didn't realize you were uh, also going on this train.
3: Yeah, no, get the hell out of here. What are the odds of that? I'm not staying here. I
1: think it's a little odd you sat next to me on this train, too. um, But...
3: What? Uh, No. I mean, I don't have to. I I can sit over there. No, it's
1: moving. It's fine.
3: And then
0: uh, two other uh, men uh, step on board. Not sure what you guys look like, but uh, they are Bobby Houdini and Bruce Thurston also step on board in this train car.
1: Look, it's poor people.
4: <laughs> it must be the daddy issue train. I am very rich. Thank you. I'm rich, bitch.
0: And on this train are uh, two other men who are sitting down. There's uh, one guy. He's kind of like wearing all black. He has like kind of like a like a bob kind of style of haircut. It's like dark hair. He's got like a uh, receding hairline. Um, He looks probably like he's 40s or 50s, like dark circles under his eyes. He's got like a pencil thin mustache and like a little goatee going on. And he's like sitting there reading quietly, like all dressed in black. He's got like a kind of like a black cloak going. And also on this uh, train is a a man probably about seven feet tall uh, with like a bowl haircut and like blonde hair wearing uh, uh, denim suspenders and like work boots.
4: Oh God!
2: <laughs>
4: Not this guy again. <laughs> I didn't know he could afford trains, or he can under actually understand the concept of a train. But okay.
0: <laughs> um. So it's gonna be probably about three, four-hour train ride to Boston. Probably four or five hours, actually. Four or five-hour train ride to Boston from uh, Philadelphia. So, do uh, you guys make any con- like conversation with any of the other people aboard this car?
2: Yeah, I want to go up to the big boy. The big boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I'm gonna need you to roll me uh, spot hidden. Let me know if you get a normal success. First roll of the game. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, are we like in like those little like cubby rooms? No, no. Spot
2: hidden. Where's my spot hidden? Hold on.
1: Like the train car in Harry Potter. It,
4: it, are we still standing in like the main are we 40. standing in the main hallway or it, it
0: it's it's like a train car where like it's just open seating. Oh, okay. Uh 25, so I succeed. You succeed? Um on his lap is like an object probably about uh two and a half to three feet in length, kind of like wrapped up in linen. And it's it's like uh doesn't have like a wat, very wide diameter, but it's like wrapped up in linen and tied up in uh, twine. It's like, howdy, how can I help you?
2: What you got there, my guy?
0: Well, I got don't you don't got to worry about that. It's just a gift from my uh, my Paul.
2: Pleasure to meet you. My name is Bobby. It's Bobby Houdini. Uh, what 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 what, did, what should I call you? What's your name, sir? I'm Amos Cash. Oh, Amos. Hey, uh, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Um, so wh- wh- where are you headed?
0: Uh, I'm heading up to Boston. I hear it's real purty this time of year. You just going for pleasure? Uh, No, I got some family stuff I got to take care of, but that's all.
2: You ever think about being a security guard, like, hit me up. Uh, here, I'll write you down my my address. You can send me a send me a mail.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it, but I don't know if I'll have time to do that. But I appreciate the offer.
2: Well, you know, somebody they there... Unique build is uh, hard to come by, so you know if you ever, I'll pay, I'll pay top dollar, I'll pay, I'll pay good.
0: Yeah, he's like built like a tank, like like he's like clean shaven in the face. He's got he got bowl cut, but like it's shaved like on the sides below like the bowl line, and like he's just like rippling with muscle.
4: I pull the the thing in his lap. Is it like Does it look rectangularish? What like what's
0: the uh, it's hard to discern the shape underneath the linen, but it's probably, like I said, two to three feet long and doesn't have a, like, probably a three or four inch wide diameter.
2: Never mind then. You just, you have a nice, you have a nice, uh, a nice trip, and I attempt to, like, tap him on the shoulder, like, but I gotta get on my tippy toes to do it. Well, oh, he's, he's sitting down.
4: Oh.
0: Say, Emma. I just
2: have to, like,
0: reach up. <laughs> yeah? What, what, what's up? What's your name? My name's Bruce. Bruce? That's a, that's a nice name, Bruce. You want to see a magic trick? Yeah, I love magic. <laughs> All right. Um,
4: I will roll for magic.
0: Okay, yeah. Tell me what trick you're doing before you roll. I'm
4: just going to do just like a simple, you know, figure out your card. Okay. But I'm going to do a twist on it.
0: Okay. All right. Um. Uh, I say roll sleight of hand.
4: Sleight of hand. You got this. It is a 40, which would make me pass.
0: You show him a card, and he's like, you're like, memorized, he's like, okay. You shuffle in the deck, you pull it out. Yeah, I assume you show him the card, and like, you're like, is this your card? Yes. You do that, he's like, that's not my card. Well, what about the one behind your ear? And I pull it. Right. That's the same card you showed me before. Are you sure? <laughs> well, they're both red. They're not the same card? No, they're not. Are you sure? I forget what card I had. Okay. <laughs> Was it- I think my card was yellow. Oh goodness.
4: (laughs) Um, here, just give me the card you took.
0: Uh, uh, I- I, oughta gave it to you. I know, but the one behind your ear as well. Pull another one. I can't- he can't- I can't can't find it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, because it's stuck behind the quarter behind your ear, so I pull a quarter behind his ear.
0: Are you robbing me? That was my quarter. I put it there for safekeeping.
4: That's interesting. Why would you keep a quarter in here?
0: So nobody could steal it. I didn't think anybody would be searching my ears for quarters. i nudge Claudette. You, you see all the commotion the big guy's causing?
1: Yes, yeah, this big cheese.
0: And I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> so um, are there any other conversations you wish to have amongst each other or with any of the other NPCs aboard the train?
3: Why are you going to Boston anyway?
1: I'm going on down this way for some investigation.
3: That's interesting. It's kind of creepy.
1: It is interesting, but yeah, it's, it's creepy.
4: Do we overhear this convo? Roll
0: a listen.
1: Honestly, the whole thing gives me heebie-jeebies myself.
4: Heebie-jeebies.
0: I got a one for listen. Uh, so that's a critical success, so you listen. <laughs> I rolled a 13. Uh, is that a success? Yeah. So you also hear.
3: <laughs> it's worth hearing.
0: So yeah, you overhear their conversation.
3: Okay. Well, I'm actually going to sort of start up like a business or something, you know. I'm venturing into some uh businessy stuff. I really can't get into it. It's, 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 it's high priority.
4: Say, Bobby, are you overhearing this? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's in my own head. <laughs> <laughs> she was mentioning investigation. We could probably use her help. You think her investigation will help with our magic act? Well, not us, but... Other reasons why we're going up to Boston. I'll explain later.
2: We're going to Boston for other reasons other than do magic.
4: I'll I'll explain to you when we sit down. All right, but there better be money in this
0: for me. So, like these two other guys who we've not really talked to before, kind of sit down in front of you.
1: I I want to cut in. Um, I want to perform a listen check to see if I could hear their conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roll a listen check. I failed. I can too,
2: if you, if you prefer.
0: Sure, if you want to roll as well.
1: gotta listen to me. I'll listen to you before you listen to me. <laughs> it's
4: not really, like, in that intention. It's like, you, like, perk up your ears, like, huh? I rolled a two.
1: Wow, then you definitely listen. My character is well-made. She has zero skill in listening because she doesn't listen to most people.
0: No, she wasn't listening very well. Did Mortimer overhear them?
1: Mortimer passed.
0: Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, I rolled a two. I passed. <laughs> So yeah, you you heard them. They sit down in front of you.
3: Well, well, hi there, fellas. Nice to meet you. His name's Bruce. How are you guys doing this evening? I'm doing okay. My name's Houdini, Bobby Houdini. Bobby Houdini, that's that's awesome. Are you with any relation to to uh, you know Harry Houdini? Oh, that man's a fucking crock. He's my father, but he doesn't know what
2: the fuck he's doing. I am the real deal. He is what? yesterday's garbage. Let me tell you.
3: <laughs> I've seen him just a little while ago, like, twice, like, so far. It's been a pretty incredible act, so I gotta say. You've never seen a real magician, then?
1: Do, do you think you could, uh, do you think you could get us in to meet him?
2: You don't want to meet him. That's crazy.
1: He's just a scam artist. He's not really Harry Houdini's son.
0: Bobby Houdini, Rollison.
2: Oh. Okay. Oh, that's a fail.
0: Oh, so yeah, you you uh you you don't hear the obvious insult.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm just beaming like I'm the best like thing ever like ah, I impressed them. So I believe uh,
0: Bruce wanted something to say. Oh. Um.
4: Uh. Oh. I was just trying to strike a conversation with you guys. You know, we're going to be on a... I'm assuming you guys are going through to Boston as well.
1: That is where the train stops.
4: Okay. Well, it's going to be quite a journey. I was just trying to make sure a conversation, you know. There's not many other people on this train, so miles will make use of
3: uh entertainment somehow. Yeah, sure. That's true.
1: I mean, you have that tall
3: boy to talk to. I noticed. What, what were you guys talking about? Everyone seemed excited. Mud. Just trying to make some money. Money. I'm in for it as well. We're trying to collab
4: with this idea of doing a you know magic show together. But uh, I have also other intentions to attend to.
0: Bruce and Bobby. Roll intelligence
2: checks. <laughs> oh gosh, intelligence.
1: Oh no, I'm highly weakness.
2: Okay, I'm good in intelligence. I've got an 80s, so let's see what I get. I still failed. I got an 86. God damn it. <laughs> I got a, a fail as well. Okay, never mind.
0: So, continue.
3: <laughs> yes, so what brings you fellas on the, this train exactly? I mean, I, I get the magic thing, but like specifically, is there a show going on I should be aware of? Because I'm kind of a
4: fan. Um, I was saying that we were trying to come up with a collaboration of a show together, it's nothing is set in stone yet, Mortimer. But that's real
3: interesting. I'm I'm very interested.
4: We will let you know the details. I'm um trying to find a person to make it. You know, like a poster around the city. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll find word of mouth or. If there's a way to keep in contact with you, then I will uh, do so myself.
3: Yeah, definitely. Just, uh, you know, put them up in, in a lot of public places. Hey, hey, speaking of, you guys have ever been to Boston before? Do you know, like, a good place, like, a guy can get a stiff drink around here? No,
2: but if you let me know, I would love to love to join you for a drink. I I love to engage well. in these types of activities as well.
0: Uh, it is prohibition, so uh, it'll be a bit harder to find a place to drink.
3: None of you are cops, right? <laughs> you gotta say that. I get it. it's too late now.
0: <laughs> so uh Bruce, were you gonna actually give your proposition to Bobby? Yeah, you came over here with like the intent to ask them if they needed to be hired for anything.
4: Um, I wasn't going into that detail, but I was gonna just talk to Bobby um just about what we were planning on doing and then my outside tangents of mm-hmm. other than this show. We're all sitting in the same, like, section, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Across from each other? Yeah, across from each other.
4: I'll hold my conversation with him until after they leave, they depart, or go somewhere else. I mean,
0: they, they were sitting here, you came to sit in front of them, so they're kind of expecting you to leave.
4: <laughs> okay, but that's fine. Um, Bobby, can you follow me uh, for a second? I wanted to talk to you real quick. Of course. Wait, wait, where we going? Where we going? Hear me
0: out, okay. So you guys go to the back of the train car. We'll be back, guys. Um, Excuse us.
3: Of of course, yeah. Good afternoon.
4: Okay, so Bobby, she mentioned investigation, and we all know who she is, Claudette.
0: No, because that's what I was rolling for, and you failed your intelligence roll. You don't know who she is. Well.
4: Outside of this show that we're going to plan, which I really do um, appreciate that uh, this idea, it will help us in the long run, especially um, money-wise, which is always important. But I'm trying to find this book in Boston. And I think since we're both in the same field, that you can help me out with this. Maybe possibly her, but I don't know. We'll find out later for sure. But... Just
2: keep tabs on them. Alright, uh, if you promise to do the show with me, I'll help you out. I'll help you out, but I, I I just gotta make sure that I know that I'm getting something out of this. Gotta do something for me, gotta do something for Bobby, I gotta look out for number one, you understand? I'm... I'll, yeah, I'm all for that. I think, yeah, yeah, it's nothing, nothing wrong with helping out your neighbors, you know? it says it in the Bible, I don't really read the Bible, but I know it says it in there, so yeah, I'll help you out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so they say, yeah. I I shake his hand, extend like, my hand.
0: So, um, the train crosses over into New Jersey, and then like it uh starts hauling along the coast and starts going north, and then you're uh crossing the uh the Great Bay uh in New Jersey, like right before you uh start crossing the bay, I'm gonna need you all to roll a uh, spot hidden pass. Yes. You pass.
1: Oh, I passed really well. I rolled a seven.
0: I passed with a twenty-four. <laughs> passed with a twenty-four. Dude, that's what I rolled too—a
4: twenty-four. Yes. pom. <laughs> I passed with a
0: thirty-eight. Did uh, Claudette pass?
1: I did. I rolled a seven out of twenty-five.
0: So yes. So as you guys are like cro- uh, getting ready to cross over uh, onto this this uh, this uh, bridge. For for just a glimpse of a second, you guys see like um kind of like something like riding alongside the uh, the train, but then like almost as quickly as you see it, it's
2: gone. Like you can't really make it out. You just could see like a shadow.
1: Hmm, it looked like a shadow.
2: I think uh, I think I must have uh, must have uh, smoked too many cigarettes earlier or something. My the,
3: my brain's not working right. I thought I saw something. Yeah, uh, maybe I haven't smoked enough, and I pull out like a cigar. <laughs> And light it up on the train.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, you can still smoke anywhere at this point.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're like in a hospital, like, like just blow smoke <laughs> into a woman's vagina as she's giving birth.
1: <laughs> Seeing his cigarette has triggered my nicotine addiction, and I pull out a Virginia Slim, which, fortunately, in this timeline, was invented 20 years earlier. <laughs> they do in this timeline.
2: Okay, yeah, I pull out a Lucky Strike and light it up also because I give it a peer pressure.
0: You give it a beer pressure, so yeah. Everybody's smoking on this train car, and like it just fills up with smoke. Like the guy with, with like the black bob haircut, he's like smoking on a pipe, and then like the, uh, the the far, and then Amos is like putting dip in his mouth and he's like chewing it.
1: Amos is like seven seats away and he just starts partaking in tobacco as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, "Ooh, that's kicking my tobacco addiction," because <laughs> everybody was addicted to tobacco at the time
1: and cocaine.
0: And there's, like, one guy there who, like, pulls out a, uh a, like, a vape pen, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Then, like, you cross the bridge, it's like... Uh, it's it's not as, like, smooth as the other, uh, the other, uh... Like, as you're traversing on land, it's a little more bumpy. I'm gonna need y'all to roll, uh, listen. Uh, let me know if you pass with a hard success. You,
2: got This is half, right? Yes, it's half.
0: So, wait, we... Adam, do you have your half and fifth skills filled out? Yeah, oh,
2: I failed
4: hard. So if I hit that number half, then yeah, I succeed, right? Yeah. Okay. You said it's a listen check.
0: Yep. Yeah, I pass. You pass. Yes. Did anybody else pass? No. I
3: just got a regular success.
0: You got a regular success. Yeah. All right, um, Bruce. You hear kind of you kind of hear this like mine was a normal. Ask. No, no, it has to be a hard success. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't. So, all right. You all fail. Um, all right. Too busy smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, all right. Now I'm going to need you all to roll a spot hidden. Do
4: you need a hard one for that nope. or regular?
1: Fail. Regular. Fail.
0: Pass. I fail. You fail? I passed. If you passed, you, uh, you're like looking out the window and you know, like the effect of parallax scrolling, where the things in the background scroll by faster than the slower than things in the foreground. You're like watching that, that scrolling happen and it gets slower and slower and slower. And that scrolling just stops completely. And then you realize that the train you're on is no longer moving.
3: Uh, did the train just stop?
0: You guys going to investigate?
3: Is the train still moving? I feel like it stopped. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> uh, what what does Bruce and Claudette do with this uh, information?
1: Well, I didn't notice that it wasn't moving, but after he pointed it out, I look up the window, and then I look at my watch, and then I re- confirm with my ticket, and I go, yes, it has stopped, but it's early.
0: Yeah, it's clearly not moving. So uh, are you guys going to investigate uh, the scenario at all? I'll get off the train. <laughs> you get off the train? You are on a, like, bridge. Over water. Go <laughs> outside,
3: y'all. You fall. Um,
1: why don't one of you uh, gentlemen go fetch the conductor?
3: Yeah, who's running this train? Where, where is the conductor?
2: Oh, let's go. We should go find him. We should go find him. Let's go, let's go find the guy. This is, this is unacceptable.
0: So as you guys uh, go to move towards the front of the train, the door opens and uh, roll Spot Head in.
1: Yay!
0: I pass. Oh, hard pass. pass. Hard pass. Also, mine's an extreme. Hard pass. I pass. Not hard pass, but I just need a regular pass. Mine's an old pass. You pass as well. Out steps from the uh, open door a woman with a bandana over her face, holding a bag and like uh, a small revolver. You can see behind her. The Dark Knight, you can see the train that the car was once attached to just continuing down the uh, rest of the bridge.
3: Oh, that can't be good. What, 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 what's the big idea here?
0: She points the gun at you. She's like, all right, you're going to put everything you own in this bag and nobody gets hurt. And that's our episode. If uh, you guys want to go around, say who you are. If you have anything to plug now, you can plug it.
2: I'm Kyle. I tweet some like super, super, super socialist things if you ever want to follow that. If you don't, I don't blame you. Um, My handle on Twitter is at RowingBear92, and don't follow me because I'm really annoying.
1: Hi, I'm Jackie. I do have an Instagram for some novice fan art, it's Jacqueline Illustrates. You can feel free to check that out. Uh, Mostly I just draw low-tier fan art trash and sometimes cats.
3: Hi, I'm Nate, and uh, I don't have a Twitter yet, but uh, uh, I'm working on a podcast called Pumpkin Spices People, the Pumpkin Spice Food Review Podcast. Uh, You'll be able to check that out really soon, hopefully. Hey, Adam. Yeah.
0: Who are you? And do you have anything to plug?
3: Oh,
4: I have nothing to really plug, unfortunately, no. Who
0: are you? Adam Painley. Okay. I'm Billy. You can find me on most social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Players Handbill. I recommend you follow me on Facebook or Instagram because I post there most often. I am terrible at using Twitter, so I don't recommend following me there. And you can find me on YouTube as Players Handbill as well, where I make videos about video games and movies.
2: It's a really, really fun video about Bubba Hotep, which I definitely didn't win a win a competition to get him to make that review but
3: <laughs> it's definitely very good yeah and that was so much better than mine that was like so much more put together
0: <laughs> dunwich and dagons can be found on facebook and instagram as dunwich and dagons and on twitter as dunwich and dagon because s was one character too long You can help us out by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Don't just rate us five stars, actually write a review. It'll really help us out. We really appreciate it. Thank you. See y'all next time.